Hello, hello there. My name is Moy with my co-host Corey. We are the real guys, and this is the real show with two ears. We are coming to you to review a story from a galaxy far, far away. As Correct. always, I'm coming with my co-host Corey. How are you doing today, Corey? I'm doing very well, thank you. What are we going to bring to the listener on this fine morning? So today. Uh, we're doing Andor. Yes. For the second time. Star Wars Andor for the second time on it's Disney+. It's finished Plus. now. We've we reviewed the first episode. First, the first two. First three episodes. Three, yeah. Yeah, because they released in a three because yes. it was delayed and delayed. And we reviewed the first three episodes as yep. kind of a se- se- season premiere, series yes. premiere review. Yep. Now it's finished. All 12 episodes are done. All 12. And we're going to talk about what we liked, what we didn't yes. like, what we see for the future of yeah. Andor. I mean... What happened in the series. This is, I think, unless I'm mistaken... The biggest, as in terms of like episode series, yeah. we've done. So it's going to be a very much a condensed, mm. quickly. This is what we like. This was good. This was bad. Series two. Go over um, our, our, yeah. our pros non, and cons. Yeah. Non-linear, non-linear kind of just. And then finish it out with a rating yes. and a weekly rec. And a weekly rec. You love to see it, folks. You love to see it. Yes. But if you can listen to and watch this program, you're watching us on YouTube or listening on Amazon, Spotify, yes. Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts, we're there. You can listen to us. We're pretty good, I think. We're up there. We're coming into our stride. We're yeah, stepping we into December. We're coming right in with Andor. Nobody, honestly, nobody can break our stride. Nobody can hold us down. Seasonal, seasonal treat, That's I'd fun. say. For Andor yes. coming in for coming in from that holiday season. Exactly. With Andor, was there a snow planet in there? I think Nokia Five had some snow on it. <laughs> there you go. They, they, exactly. Star Wars, not a very snowy. Um, no, we're not getting. Series, this, we're not getting into the holiday special. Not yeah. this year. Unless it's hot. This is it's well. Like no other snow. This hot. There's snow on uh, Kajimi. In, in, in Rise of Skywalker. Okay. I and on Starkiller Base. Okay, yeah. Snow Planet, another yeah. Snow Planet. Ilum. You, did you play Fallen Order? Yes, I did. I forgot about Ilum. Yeah, did you like Fallen Order? That's Snow yeah. Planet. Ilum. And there's loads of Snow Planets. I love the, the Star Wars aesthetic of only one planet can have one biosphere on it. Yeah. You get jungle, you get sand, you get water. Too much sand, some would argue. Yeah, too much sand. It's coarse, rough, and irritating, and yes. it gets everywhere. Yes. Back to Andor. Yeah, back to Andor. This 12 episodes, not miniseries, full season. Full, yeah. Focuses on the uh, burgeoning start of the Rebel Alliance yes. and the journey of one Cassian Andor. Correct. From yeah. his home planet of uh, not fest. Yes. It's. Oh, goodness. It's uh, not fest. It's not fest anymore. No, it's not fest. It was fest. It was you put fest. fest. It's not fest. It's not Ferrix either. No, it's. It's Canari. Yes. Thank you. My memory serves me. Yes. Canari. Born on Canary, adopted by Marva, and taken back to Ferrix. Correct. Where we see that we're, a lot of, we're, we're on Ferrix for quite a while. It's as a yeah. base of planet where all the events happen around. Due to the uh, incompetence of, Cor- of Corsec Security, yep. Priox Milana Security Corporation, yep. two workers are killed by Andor. Uh, one of them by accident, one of them is shot. Yes. Then Saril Khan, the uh, very dedicated <laughs> police officer. <laughs> Overestimates the abilities of Cassian Andor, gets him, all of his squads, yeah. you know, injured and the speed is blown up. Andor escapes with the mysterious Luthan rail and heads into the wider galaxy. You see, this is what I like about Andor is right at the start, you have the whole thing of like the, the two people get shocked. Yeah. Like, um, Cassian kill well, kills one of them on purpose, doesn't the other one. Yeah. And well, a lot of morally grey lines is what yes. Cole is referring to. This is but a very human story here. If this was like any other Star Wars thing, mm. you would have glanced over it. If this happened in A New Hope, it's normal. Yeah, yeah. Normal occurrence, it just doesn't matter. But 
is, I, I like this the fact this is almost like street level. Street level, Very yeah. low level, like, we're going to take over the Empire, but there's like five of us. Yeah. And <laughs> that's it. The, the classic line from Rogue One, <laughs> make ten men feel like a hundred. Yes. It's said by um, Cassian, in fact. Yes. Because the part in the fourth episode. So, yeah, the Aldani, the Aldani job. Just gets to like, he meets, um, I forgot her name. Where Val. The, yeah. And they get to the camp. There's, there's literally like five people. Yeah, there's five people. <laughs> it's like five Nemec, people. Nemec, the young sort of Marxist <laughs> rebel yeah. who believes in, has his manifesto. Yeah. The former stormtrooper, Skeen, who's the sort of uh, rogue and Vel's, yes. I want to say girlfriend. They, Maybe. They implied that they had a relationship with each other. Yeah. Uh, which honestly, throw, throw more of that. I want to yeah. see more of that. Because you hear, but it's like, oh, yeah, this guy's he's got a plan, he's got a dean, he wants, he wants Cassian Andor, yeah. he can fit in there, and there's like, five people. It's five people, exactly. Even Cassian, <laughs> even Cassian says that, because he's dropped off by Luthan yeah. on Aldani, where they're going to rob an Imperial payroll from an yes. Imperial base. Yes. And the t- those TIE fighters, man, are they scary? They really up everyone's. Sometimes when you're in Star Wars, you see a TIE fighter, like, oh, whatever, you'll destroy it in one shot, yep. it's fine. Poe Dameron yeah. mows down like 50 of them yeah. in, in Force Awakens. But these TIE fighters are scary. They buzz it, they, they buzz the, the farmers, they're flying by, they're really scary. You hear about, oh, they don't want to send in the fighters, you know, yeah. send in the TIE fighters, and you see them drop from that Alkenzi airbase and fly out, and you're like, oh. They're so ter- they're so terrifying. They really made the empire feel like a, a threat yes. in this, a, an active threat. You see, that's the bonus of having characters that are essentially street level normal yes. human beings yeah, yeah. and aren't like Jedi who can take a beating or have force power. These are just people that can just yeah, at any point be completely wiped out. And so the empire and a single Tie Fighter is gonna be a massive threat. Yeah. Spoilers, by the way. Spoilers for Andor. We <laughs> yes. are about to say something. Well, no, I'm about to say more things. Well. Nemec died. Nemec is crushed by a yep. box. Yeah. And that's as brutal as you can get. Because you expect, oh, good, they get on the transport, their job is complete. Yes. Um, Lieutenant Gorn is killed in the fighting, who was their sort of inside man on the yep. job. I didn't even see I didn't even see that he died. I didn't see that until I watched the review episode afterwards. And I was, oh, yeah, he did. He wasn't on the shuttle. It's, oh, yeah, he was shot. It's one of those things that, again, Star Wars rarely does it, where you have these when, people that... Yeah, when they pull no punches, it yeah. is... And again, it cuts back to Rogue One being yes. like, he's always new people, but already like hitting it off great. And then they all just die at the end They'll of Rogue One. End. That was a gutsy move. I'll that was a very gutsy, gutsy move. move. And this is probably even more so. This is ramped up. Yeah. To where the, they said they'd be no. The, Tony Gilroy has said many times that he's not very interested in Star Wars. No. He doesn't know about the Clone Wars. <laughs> doesn't know about anything. Half all of Luthen's shop was apparently the work of other people. Yeah. Who, who just put in Easter eggs that he wasn't even catching. Yeah. Um, or put at the point where people were theorizing that Luthan was a Jedi because he had, like, Padme's headdress. Yeah. And he had a Jedi Temple guard mask. And he had the Mort... These... Uh, you know about Mortis from the Clone Wars? Yes. He had the Mortis sort of stone tablets. And I was like, oh, wow, I wonder if Luthan's like a Jedi in hiding. No, he's not. Tony Gore just doesn't know Star Wars and lets people get away with these, all these Easter eggs. So that's the other thing about Andor, which is great. If there's like, there's very little there's like, in terms of oblivious, or obvious, sorry, fan service. Like yeah. Cad Bane isn't in it and stuff yeah. like that, things like, like that. If, but it's little. If nods. you, if someone goes right, okay, uh, explain set pieces in Star Wars. Mm. You're gonna go lightsabers, clones, yeah. troopers, and it's like none of that. But it's mm. like it's all just 
people, we, guns, yeah. and we don't get stormtroopers till the last episode. That's what I mean, <laughs> we don't get a stormtrooper. Well, they appear, but they don't do any yeah. act- active fighting until the last episode. Yeah, it's like it's like there's no. It's like if in real life, there's like imagine stormtroopers like the SWAT team. Yeah, yeah. You don't get that. You just get like your your local police force. <laughs> exactly. You get your Bobby. You get your local <laughs> yeah. Bobby. Exactly. And that's what this is. Yeah. You get just your Imperial Army troopers and your grunts kind yes. of because stormtroopers were meant to be the elite force yeah. of the Empire. So we don't get them until no. later on in the series no. when things get serious. Because also, if Cassim was facing up against, they will be wiped out. Yeah, Those yeah. Have no chance. And even, it's, it's usually a bigger thing like that guy, I forget his name, but the big guy in the heist, yes. the Ardani heist, and Andor's like, why are, you, why are you so good at all these practice army drills? Why are you good at holding a blaster really well? And Vel says, oh, he used to be a stormtrooper. Yeah. And that's built up like, wow, this guy's like, that's that guy, that's like having a SEAL Marine Team 6 guy on your on your heist squad, you know? Yeah. But SAS. SAS, dude, yeah. It's like building that up. That's why he's really good. And unfortunately, he pass- he yes. gets shot in the fighting as well and doesn't make it out of that. I mean, to be fair, everyone from like this is, is probably dead. They escape, they, they escape the Aldani heist, <laughs> managing to pull it off. Meanwhile, on Coruscant, great return to the capital of Coruscant. Coruscant is becoming a thing currently. Is, is it? Kind of, well, I, I know I know it's an important place. But oh, I feel like I no, no, I will never get sick of Coruscant. I'm sorry, Coruscant is not Tatooine, and I will not hear well, about yeah. it. I will never get sick of Coruscant, because at least Coruscant is more than looking at a barren desert. Well, yeah, but it's true. And sand for hours and hours. <laughs> Coruscant, you've got vast cityscapes, you've got the seedy underbelly, yeah. you've got the... Even though we're always on surface of the That's surface what I mean. of Coruscant. It's... But they've got the Senate building, the Imperial Senate's in this, Mon Mothma, played by Geneva Riley, does an amazing performance as this... Sort of politician with things to hide, with skeletons in the closet. She's trying to keep away this rebel alliance and, and build up more funds and get yeah more money for it, but sort of secretly. And everyone's talking about when Palpatine keeps passing stuff in the Senate to try and suppress rebel activity. Yes, including something that's mentioned a lot called um, PORD, yep. which is the Public Order Resentencing Directive, which means that any criminal in the Empire, anyone who commits a crime, can be subjugated to far worse. Uh, penant, far worse prison sentence than was originally done. Yes, this is also the other thing I like about Andor is the fact that when it comes to the kind of imperial side of things, mm. it's not all just like fifty ships, big battles. It's yeah. very much like uh, there's a lot of paperwork, a lot of thinking, a lot of paperwork, planning, yeah. a lot of kind a lot of, of sitting in a meeting room yeah. and talking about. Well, he's done this, <laughs> and then he's done this. Oh, we could do this. Well, no, would they see that coming though? Yeah. Oh, we might do something. Oh, we could do this, and then let them think we've done. All yeah. right, okay, we'll do this. Okay, and then Major Potagas stands up and goes, "Good meeting, everyone. Same time next week. Well done. Thank you for the uh, thank you for the uh, the good thoughts today, folks. Let's it's, all dismiss. It's a lot of tactics. A lot I, of tactic- I like that. Yeah, a lot of tactical plays. A lot of like, it's almost like. A World War Two war room film, yes. in a way, a war room sort of thriller. Yeah, especially with I got hyped every single time they showed that ISB building because I love Imperial office politics and Imperial <laughs> office politicking. Like I know every word to that Death Star, Death Star meeting room scene in Episode Four, probably because I love talking. But yeah. apart from that, and I like major podcasts as well as Anton Lesser from Game of Thrones and Dedra Miro, who does great. Uh, that's Denise Gu. She does a great job as well. Yep. She does a nice interview with um, Carl Soller, who plays Cyril Khan, when they're sat together. And she goes over how sort of her star- very Star Wars lines. Yes. She talks about needing a lot of technology and information and how it's hard to sort of learn those lines in the script and basically get it to the rhythm where she... Because Dedra Miro is very straight-talking, 
very not necessarily by the book, yep. but she's a very staunch imperial supporter. And she believes in her work, yes. and she believes in finding Cassian Andor and getting justice. Yep, there's a lot of that in this. And I mean, for the Empire, but she mentions that as well. Sorry to cut you off, and she mentions as well that power can corrupt yes. women as much as it corrupts men. Yep, she says that the Empire is technically a fascist dictatorship, and you know, as much as they've got the cool ships and the cool gear and the cool suits of armor, that they are the antagonistic force and they believe in a brutal regime which subjugates people and yes. and relies on extermination and eradication of, of rebel forces. Yeah. There's a lot of people in this as well that are like... You can tell that they're doing things for, like, a good reason, but also, mm. like, again, in the second, I think, episode, you see... Um, like Bix's, I can't remember his name. But the, uh, her partner, who is like, I don't like Tim. Yeah, Tim with two M's. Yes, I don't like Cassian, so I'm gonna mm. like tell all these people that. Yeah, but he's here. He told the Corsac that he's there, and then that ends up in like he gets Tim he gets, gets shot. shot. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they end up in more trouble now mm. because now they know where Cassian is, and now Bix is roped up into it, exactly. and it's like, but you can tell why he's doing it, but also. It's a bit of a dick. Yeah, yeah. A lot of his characters are like, you have good intentions, but also like, I don't know. And it's I mean, good. Exactly. It's, the, it's where those intentions go, I feel yes. like. It's where those intentions go. I like Which, having a, a series where you can debate whether or not someone is a good person or not. Exactly. And that feels the but same. But both as, sides are correct. Like, is Dead Ramiro just doing her job? Yeah. Does she believe in the safety and yep. security of the Empire? Or does she believe in some sort of sadistic need for more power and yes. more... Just in more status. That's what I yep. always like to debate that when I was watching the show as well. Even during those little scenes of her and um, what's his name, uh, and, uh, Lieutenant Blevin, yes, who's played by Doc. We know who, who we know as Doc Brown or Ben Bailey Smith. You know, Doc yes. Brown is a, he's a quite a famous British comedian. Yeah, if you recognised him. There's a nice article on StarWars.com with him and Andy Serkis talking about how how much Star Wars roles mean to them and how much roles in Star Wars mean to them. Yeah. But I like those little scenes where they're just having a back and forth bicker. They're like, wow, this is this is establishing of what they actually want. Does Blevin want to actually one up Miro? Does Miro want to kind of do an underhand play? What's the it's like sword fighting. Yeah. But with words. Yes. The same thing with um Luthan and Mothma whenever they meet in the shop. And Luthan's always doing the double entendre of um, would you like this particular item? And Mothma goes, Well perhaps not today. Maybe this <laughs> other item I'd yeah. like. She says, Well, this item's very expensive. You wouldn't like this item. Yeah. You might like this item that's more your more your speed, more what you like. And she's like, Oh, I don't know. Oh, this is a very dangerous item that I'm getting. And they do it it's between um it's between I don't know what her name is. Is her name Lyra? I'm not sure. Maybe. Uh, Luthan's assistant in the shop. Yes. They have a conversation in the finale, I think, over the, over the communicator, where it's all that, where it's all like, the offer is going to expire soon. Do you think the offer will be open for any longer? We might want to search for a new <laughs> offer, a new item of interest, something like that. Yeah. And, runs, and you know what they're talking about. They're talking yes. about Cassian. And they think, can we find Cassian in time? Do, they, do we need to kill Cassian? That, that, it's that kind of almost spy in yeah. code talk, which I love, because it, it really helps not only the realism of the world feel better, like, you know, the screws and the bricks, but also the the bigger stuff than, like, little details, like, wow, this is this is how the rebellions operate in yeah. this way, which leads us to Ferrix Correct. and Marva Andor and uh, Brassa, which yes. is Cassian's friends and adoptive mother. Marva is played by Fiona Shaw, yep. people know from Killing Eve. 
she's a fantastic actress and really carries the weight of scenes. The cast for this is yeah, really good. Stella, really, really amazing. good. To go to another a fantastic cast member, yep. Andor is arrested for his yes. crimes on Aldani. Yes, he is. He's, actually, no, he's not, actually. He's arrested for lurking on a beach. <laughs> and he runs from a shore trooper that's voiced by Sam Witwer. Yeah. He voices Darth Maul in the Clone Wars. Did yeah. You know that? Uh, I, well, I, I knew he voiced him in the Clone Wars. I did not know he voiced the... He uh... voiced the shore trooper that arrests Cassian. Oh, very nice. For lurking. Not even for Aldani, <laughs> just for lurking around. <laughs> and he gets arrested by K- KX Droid from... Rogue One, which many people know as K2SO, not the K2SO, who was appearing in season two. No. Just, uh, just a random KX droid. Yes. Arrested and thanks to P.O.R.D., sentenced to six years in Narkina 5. Yep. Sent to a prison with floors where you have to take your f- shoes off because they need the, your feet on the floor. <laughs> for And there we get the, the infamous phrase is born here. Say it with me, Corey. On, on program. Bro- yes. It's... <sighs> what were you going to say? I don't know. You're not going to say on program? I, I remember that bit. But I'm not as good as quotes with you. Okay. But uh, it's, it's just Star Wars, isn't it? The infamous phrase, on, on program, program, is born. It's just Star Wars, isn't where it? Where prisoners have to stand up, yeah. turn your back, and yeah. put your hands on your head, feet on the floor. It's... On program. And then we, that's where we meet Kino Loy, who's Correct. played by... Oh, God, what's his name? Andy Circus. Thank you. Everyone loves Andy Circus. I certainly do. Guy who... Uh, Caesar. 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 Planet of the Apes. Correct. Supreme Leader Snoke. Gollum. Gollum. Very famously in Lord of the Rings. Everyone loves and everyone knows Andy Circus. I gasped when he, they kept his face. I, rec- I think I recognised his voice when he started talking. I'm like, is that Andy? It's Andy Circus. And they showed his face. And I'm like, wow, they, they got him. They got Andy Circus. And he kills it. As oh, he's great. Boy. He's absolutely fantastic. He plays such an... Im- the thing is, he describes motion capture as the hardest form of acting. Yes. The fact that you are your face is will not be on screen. Yes. And you have to emote through your facial expression and through the technology of motion capture, where you can give an emotional performance as uh, a, as a chimp, yes, as a dinosaur, yep. as a lizard man, as a little whatever golem, a a, 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 hob, a little deranged little hobbit, yeah. right? Whatever golem is, whatever golem's turned into, yeah. You have to give that performance anyway, and the motion capture really aids you in that, and also brings out your talent as an actor. That's why Andy Serkis is so good yeah, at this, right. so good at wordless acting. <laughs> He's not saying anything, oh. but you can see it in his face when the doc when they're on the they're in the prison and they're sentenced to to make these sort of giant cogs. Yes, and it's a competition. There's seven levels, seven tables on each room, uh, and there's seven men on yep. each station. And there's seven stations. And there, it's like a competition. It's kind of like a bit of like Squid Game. Uh, yeah, see, that's kind it's of what pops in my game. head. It's a bit of THX1138, which was George Lucas's first film. Also, that's the reference to the budget for THX1138, which was $7,777 or some number with loads of sevens in it. Yeah. That was the budget for THX. And it's basically based off THX and a bit of sort of, sort of dystopian sci-fi prison worlds. Yeah, you know what? It's all a big competition. I don't mind that because it's a it's a decent way of adding a little bit of tension, a little bit of uh, just them kind of you know they're 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 powerless to being. It's nice. It's good. There we meet not only Ruscott Melshi, which you will know from Rogue One. Correct. Remember Melshi, the sergeant in the rebellion. I've not seen Rogue One since we reviewed it. Okay. Killed <laughs> by the Death Troopers. He's kind of About friend. two years ago. Did you recognise Melshi, though? I knew her face from somewhere. His face? Sorry. I knew his face from somewhere. But when I, I sat there and I thought, well, if I know the face, I either just know the actor mm. 
or Duncan Powell because they're in Star Rogue. because yeah, they're, they're in here. Rogue One. They're probably yes. in Star Wars already. Funny because most of his character didn't exist in the original Rogue One. <laughs> he was written in for the reshoots. <laughs> Because they didn't have a clear enough rebel supporting character who could actually lead the men on the ground. Because, you know, while Jin and... Yes. While Baze and, and Chirrut and uh, Bodhi were all doing the master switch thing, yeah. no one was sort of leading the troops in planting the bombs or whatever. Yep. So that felt... He was recast and eventually... We got Melshi from the reshoots, which was nice. Yes. And it, now Melshi's in this. Yep. Only for a couple of episodes, but... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good, though, because you need, you need to... And obviously this is getting more... I don't... I know it's getting another season. Mm. Is it only getting two or is it confirmed more? Only, only two. Apparently they said they were originally going to do four. Okay. But it may have been cut by Disney. Right. Or, or it might have been Tony Gilroy's choice because Tony Gilroy did say that if we end up doing four or five seasons, Diego Luna's going to look about 50 years old. Yeah. And will not look convincing enough to play a young Cassian. Yes. Because you um you need to, obviously, somehow this leads into Rogue That's One. That's where Better Call Saul kind of falls flat. It's not to go and blow out Better Call Saul. Yeah. But I love Better Call Saul. It's amazing. But the one thing where it fails is the prequel is... Everyone looks really old. Yes. Um, but yeah, this obviously has to somewhat lead Sorry into Rogue Bowden One. Sorry about Bowden Kirk, I love you, but... Rogue One comes after this. Mm. this so there needs to be some connections to Rogue One of, like, these yes. people coming in for a couple episodes. Ah, that's that person. That's how they, yeah. you know, know each like, other. I expected, like, maybe a... We get Saw Gerrera. We do. Who, played by Forrest who was, like, coming Which through everything in? currently. Yeah, goodness, he's in everything. <laughs> you can't get rid of him. They can't. Rebels. Bad Batch. Jedi Fallen Order. Bad Batch, Yeah. <laughs> Bad Batch. <laughs> uh, so, this is like Saw Gerrera's time. Yeah. Saw Gerrera's a rare, rarer property, a Star Wars property, where Saw Gerrera isn't in it. Saw Gerrera property. Saw Gerrera property. Yeah. Uh, but I love Saw Gerrera, Yeah, I love him. You know what? I don't think he was originally supposed to be in Rogue One either. <laughs> originally, they had a rebel... No, I think at the time, in the script, in the yeah. script, they had an older rebel who was leading these partisans yep. and who was Jin's sort of old mentor who abandons her and it was written into B. Saw Gerrera. So okay. it's like, oh, we've got someone who can do this. Yeah. So well, which a lot of which I think is a lot of why the story group exists and why the canon sort of editors exist. Because there's also another character who appears before in Andor. Do you know who that person is? Who's not Mon Mothma Cassian um, or or Forrest Whitaker's Saw Gerrera. Oh God. He's only in a couple of episodes. He's only in two, like you say, he's only in two episodes. He's not Melshi. He's only in two episodes. Is he's it? not Tim either, because I know Tim's actor has played an X-Wing pilot before. <laughs> Tim and, has, and yes. And it's not Andy Serkis, who also plays Snoke. And Kino Loy isn't Snoke. Okay. Uh, oh, God. Is it? Does he play a major character or not? Not really. Oh, God. Okay. He's in about two scenes, maybe three. G- great. Is it a man or a woman? Man. Oh, God. Uh, I'm trying to think of a random man. I think man he's in episode six and seven. He might be in seven, it, it, seven or seven or eight. I'm trying to think of a random man who appears in this. Wikipedia, help me out. <laughs> no, no, I don't think you'll get it. <laughs> What's his name? If I say his name, you might know who he is. Okay. Uh, it is it is Colonel Wolf Yularen. The name sounds familiar. You'll know him when you look him but up. But I think I know the name because the name he's just sounds like a He's a fairly minor Star Wars character. Of course, yes. He's in A New Hope. He's in A New Hope. He He's killed on the Death Star. How are you spelling his last name? Wolf Yularen. Yeah. Y-U-L-L-A-R-E-N. And he's a colonel of the ISB. He is effectively the 
one of the most high, highest ranking officers of the ISB. There he is. He was an imperial. He was an admiral in the Galactic Republic. Served under Anakin Skywalker. He's in the Clone Wars. Ah. He's by Tom Kane. Okay. Yes. 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 He's yes. the guy who says, "General Skywalker, are you sure attacking the Separatist ship will will draw General Grievous to the system?" That kind of guy. You know. To be fair, he's so he's so niche. I only am getting Clone Wars pictures. Nice. <laughs> That's all I'm he's getting. Andor. <laughs> probably search him with the word Andor, and you'll find him. Okay. He's in the ISB uniform. He's got the epaulets and the big rank badge. He's a colonel in the ISB. He sounds different, obviously, because it's a different actor. Ah, yeah, he is. And he yeah, gives he like is. the big speeches when the ISB uh, leadership are concerned. There's him and his mustache. There's him and his mustache. Colonel Sanders, baby. <laughs> he's also in A New Hope. <laughs> it's another actor again, but okay. He's yeah, he's effectively made his live second live action debut in Andor to do with more to do with lines this time. Yeah. He doesn't say anything in A New Hope. He's just a background extra. But with lines this time, we have Colonel Yularen, who gives a nice... It's a nice little... It's a subtle enough nod to go, okay, people, I recognised him, obviously. Yes. And if you watch with closed captioning on, you will eat his oh, name okay. comes up. Oh, yeah. So you, it is Yularen. Yeah. And initially, I was a bit sceptical, but as soon as he sort of turned around and you saw the, the moustache in the White House, like, is that Colonel Yularen? Yeah. And it was. I was very happy to see him back. Uh, it's also another member of the... Uh, Death Star meeting to appear in a Star Wars property recently because in Rogue One um, General Ramadi was in it as Tarkin's aide who was another guy from the Death Star meeting which yep. is cool hopefully we're going to get maybe Admiral Motti or, or, or General Tag I know those actors have probably passed away by now but maybe we'll get a recreation of them or someone to play them here's a question go ahead because I, I after watching Andor uh, did the usual thing that I do, which is jump onto social media mm-hmm. or YouTube and see what other people have yeah. to say. One of the things that popped up that I didn't take into consideration, we'll get onto other issues sometimes, like pacing or whatever, but one thing that people have mentioned is Andor is a really, really good series mm-hmm. that has probably just come out at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Well, let's get into this. That's a good point, Corey. That's a very good point. Because it's like... It's like what the f- like fifth, or what like TV, the Star fifth Wars, Star Wars show, yeah, that we've had, and we've had Kenobi, we've had uh, Bad Batch. You, are, you had, had Kenobi, which we liked, but was pretty like, for some. Pretty it was much, pretty, yeah, pretty much hit and miss for some people. Miss for, like, mostly miss yeah. for some people. Um, you've had Mandalorian, which, Mandalorian, which is a good hit. For season one and season two, it peaked, very successful. Yeah. Um, uh, Book of Boba Fett, which again, again was hit a bit, and miss. yeah. And also, again, obviously, Mandalorian was a completely new Yeah, it was a new thing. property. And then you had, again, like, Book of Boba Fett, you had Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan. you've got Ahsoka coming Ahsoka, out. Ahsoka, yes. Um, so this is, it's just new people, but it's like, no one seems to be kind of... If this came and, out first... Right, and also, if you mean bad time, do you mean the fact that House of Dragon and Lord of the Rings... Not just that. I, I mean... came out at the same time, and Wednesday, and a lot of yeah. big... Series, a lot of big flagship title series yeah. for a lot of streaming services were coming out at this time. It's that, and also if this came out like earlier, right. there would have been more eyes on Star Wars and Disney Plus. I think now people go, "Oh, it's a, another Star Wars TV thing." But yeah. yeah, it's not going to be good. Really, too many of them or whatever is. Whereas this is kind of... Uh, but this is good. <laughs> yeah, it's a good. It's kind of like a did in gem in a way. Yeah. Because I know lots of people will disregard it. Like, Cassiander, yeah. who's, who's that guy? Yeah. Is that guy in Force Awakens? You know, it'll be a lot of that. Yeah. Who's this guy? Is he from The Last Jedi? I don't know. Because literally, I, I remember um, when one was coming out, there was a, uh, an, a trailer was on TV and someone I know was like, 
I swear, like, I swear we do a Star Wars TV show every single year now. There's too many. I'm like, mm. one would do. You're not wrong. Yeah. But and I'm like, if they've done this before, more people would have seen it, and I actually think more people would have liked it. Yeah. Um, but we didn't, and now it's like, it's really good. And or is incredible. <laughs> it's an incredible television. People have said that one criticism I've heard is, yeah, it's a good TV show. It's not a good Star Wars show. Would you believe that? I would agree half and half. If you are, How so? if you are like, okay, if my so my mum and um, well, my mum and my, my dad and don't know my brother, but they're like they like Star Wars, they like like mm. the original three, and they don't mind the prequels, and they have seen some of the sequels and they don't mind them. But if I sat them down and put what? on Andor, Andor, they wouldn't enjoy it, or they probably won't enjoy it because it's it's not. Lightsabers, battles, and right. Jedi's, and whatever. So on half of it, I can kind of get it because mm. I'm like, it's not what you expect Star Wars to be. However, I like the fact that not all things in Star Wars have to be battles and ships and Jedi's. And okay. uh, me too, me too. There's a show um, coming out um, next year called Skeleton Crew, which yep. you've probably heard about, which is about pretty much like a group of orphans in the Star Wars galaxy, yep. kind of scavenging and running around and. Going on like hijinks, yeah. which doesn't sound very lightsaber. It could be, but it doesn't sound very lightsabers and so because it's not connected to the Skywalker saga yes. with inverted quotes. It's not connected to the Skywalker saga, the story of Luke Skywalker and the Sith against the Jedi. Yeah, it's it falls by the wayside for people. Yeah. See that that's the issue. It's like um, if you tell someone, I mean, I don't like um, Tantino much, but if you told someone, okay, right, yeah. Uh, we're going to watch Hateful Eight. Oh, mm. what is it? Oh, it's a Western. They're going to think, oh, cool, yeah, cowboys, guns, the, you know, Wild West, desert. Hateful yeah. Eight is like in one room for the whole thing. Yeah. But it is a Western, technically. Um, but it's not what people expect. And I feel like this is the same thing. No. You told someone it's Star Wars, it's not what people are going to think You're going to go into it, yeah. This is a, even though I appreciate the very bold take this series does. Yeah. I appreciate it's, we're going to go on to pacing, sure thing. Mm-hmm. It's based into a, Three Pretty much three arcs. F- no, is it? Isn't it four? Maybe four. Four three episode arcs. Yeah, that's twelve, isn't it? No, it's not. That's four be twelve. Right. F- okay. Four episodes is three arcs. Three episodes is four arcs. Right. Okay. So it's split into um, arcs of three. Yeah. So so, so every third episode is yeah. a big climax. Yeah. Like the Aldani, the job on Aldani, the the skirmish on Ferrix, the yes. finale, the breakout on Narkina Five. Those are the those are the four big events. Yep. Right. That's what it goes through in each of the arcs. So when you're watching the episodes, you're thinking, right, especially when you get into it, after the first two arcs, after the Ferrix one and the Aldani one, yeah. you're on Narkina 5, and you're like, right, I know they're going to break out in, like, I don't know, the next two episodes, yeah. so let's see what happens, what can develop next. Well, that's the thing. You just kept there going, well, if you're going to be on here for, like, two episodes, what's going to happen in two episodes? And, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you, and you know that next episode, that they're going to break out. Yeah. That very the famous line, which is... Cassian's asking Kino Loy all the time, how many guards on there on each level? How many guards are on each level? And Kino's like, I'm not going to say, hey, keep your head down, work, on program, yeah. all the time. He, he's, he's trying to tough it out. He just says, if we just keep doing our shifts, keep, yep. they'll let us out. Yep. If we just keep working, keep completing our shifts, they'll let us out. Yep. And after P.O.R.D., they're not letting anyone out, the doctor yes. says, who is also Harry Potter's dad. He said, you know that? No, I didn't. The actor that. that plays the Doctor and on <laughs> the Knocking the Five Prison, the same guy that plays Harry Potter's dad in Great. the Harry Potter films. He, 
after Olaf, the young, the older gentleman, yes. um, unfortunately has a heart attack and has yeah. a stroke and, and, and passes away. The doctor says that no one's getting out. Yes. Someone, there was a man on level four who got released and they just put him back on level two. And level two found out and they killed all of them. <laughs> that, it, hap- it happened. That, that, yeah. That's what he says. That's what he says because everyone knows there's something really wrong on two. I love that scene. <laughs> Because they can commute because all the prisoners are in these huge clear tubes, right? Yep. And they can communicate through each other through the walls using using hand signals. Yeah. And there's like a they're all stood there one day and they're not going onto the shift floors, and they're they're communicating. And the guy who's um, the taller guy, I thought his name was, he's doing the hand signals and he says something's really wrong on two yeah. level two. So there's something up. There's something, something's, something's gone wrong. And then Kino bursts in and he goes, it takes all day for you to figure out what's going on on the other side of the building. Like that. And I'm like, yeah. oh. Andy, one, Andy Sucks is bloody great. He's absolutely fantastic. Yep. If you give him time to go, he will go. Yeah. He's straight fire. I love Andy Circus. I mean, the, the first series overall is good. Mm. It does have some pacing issues. It does There's have a bit of pacing, yeah. Other various issues as well. But sorry, I just like that. Really, that's just a great moment for me. So I was just describing that moment because it's really fun. But there is a second series coming out. Yeah. So again, not that, could, the always... not that the murder of an entire prison floor is fun. I'm just saying that I was enjoying Andy Silks' performance yes. throughout the series. They could always. He can't swim though. No, he can't. I can't swim either. What? Uh, no, You'd be useless swim. on Narkina Five, Corey. <laughs> You're not breaking out of that prison, <laughs> are you? I I, can... I'm breaking out, Corey. I'm breaking I out. I can float. <laughs> and I can like doggy paddle, so it take me a while. Why didn't he try? Why didn't Kino Lloyd try to swim? <laughs> if I was Andor, I'd be like, just go, just yeah. try. Come um, on, man. But uh, series two could have improvements. It could have, you know, things that are doing a bit better. What I mean, do you want from season two? Because apparently, what we hear is yeah. that it's twelve episodes again. They're going to do the same thing, and every three episodes will be a year leading up to Rogue One. So See, I don't mind five that. years. I don't mind that. Because if it gets it closer to the mm. events of Rogue One, fine. Completely fine. Because it's five BBY. That's five years yeah. before the Battle of Yavin. We see that in the first episode. Because so also, we have four arcs to get five years, and that last yes. year will be Rogue One. You see, that's the thing, though. Because it's set in years, mm. the arcs can have more we'll in have them. have more stuff in them, exactly. And so that's fine. As long as it's... It won't just be one episode of, we're yeah. on this prison, we build this thing... You know how many guards are there on each level, but yep. then that moment when we get where Kino Law responds, never more than twelve. Yes. we know he's in on the plan. It, we know he wants it to builds break up. out. You know, do you know what I want? Okay. I want this to literally finish, like at like moments before for, Rogue One. Exactly, the day before, like so you can turn on Rogue One. It just continues. Amazing. Like it just continues. Well, I mean, obviously, if you've read Rogue One: Catalyst, which is the novel which focuses on Galen Erso and yeah. Jin Erso and her wife Lyra. You see what happens and how they get to the planet they were on yep. when Krennic finds them. But I feel like we could get to that point where, on Cassian's perspective, where what was Cassian doing at the start of Rogue One? I think he was at Yavin. Yeah. Where we see, you know, Mon Mothma in a, in a Return of the Jedi outfit. We see Cassian. General Draven could probably turn up. Love to see General Draven again. Yep. Uh, General Antok Merrick, the guy with the mustache. Remember him? Mustache X Wing pilot guy yes. in the blue suit. Admiral Radus, possibly. Me, personal wants, uh, director Krennic. I know Ben Mendelsohn was doing work for Secret Wars. <laughs> yeah. It's highly possible we could have done stuff for Andor or something. I'd love to see director Krennic. Um, Emperor Palpatine. They mention him a lot in Andor, yeah. which is nice, again. And just, I like how you get the Emperor's personality from people talking about him. Yeah. They say that they have the discussion in Mon Mothma's um, sort of apartment condo place. 
whether like the emperor's reactive, yes, he's he's arrogant, yes, but we're talking about political policy here, not speeches or something yeah. like that. And I and I really like that. Where you sort of get what the emperor's like, yep. even if you've never heard of who Palpatine is. Yes. Even if you don't know who Emperor Palpatine is, you yeah. know what he's like because how people would refer to him in this series. And also, but if this is still connected to yeah. the Skywalker saga. It is still a connection. It's just not the main the main nine. It's not it's not the main nine. It it's still not, takes part in that yeah. timeline. It is in that time it's scale. in that yes yeah, in that timeline. Yeah, Luke yeah. Skywalker's on Tatooine yeah. while this is happening. So it's not complete it's, it's not like mm. um what's that prequel TV thing coming out like next year or two years? Oh, uh, the Acolytes. The one set before like yes. wait, yeah. It's not like that. It's called the Acolytes. <laughs> it's going to be about the Sith the Night yeah. Sisters. Yeah, it's, the Sith Night Sisters. Yeah, it's not like that, or it's not like um, what else have we had? That's like it's set during the High kind Republic. of completely standalone. Have we had anything else that's kind of not really? I no. think it could mean the High Republic sort of stuff, but that's all kind of books and novels. Yeah, and... there's never been anything that's sort of been set incredibly far away, unless you're sort of counting certain episodes of the Clone Wars. But even that, that sort of the yeah. main characters were Anakin and Obi Wan and Ahsoka. Yeah, there's only ever certain episodes where the offshoots like I don't know C-3PO and R2-D2 go on a planet adventure. <laughs> Which is still Skywalker saga. Yeah. Because C3PO and R2D2, who were in Kenobi. I mean, it is good, but they've, they've taken Rogue One, which was completely new people. And, yeah, and, and expanded kind of it. Yeah, it's just, you know, told a bit more people of a story. People wanted that. People wanted more of. So this is what I was hoping for a Beijing yeah. Chirrut show. And it, what, when did Rogue One come out? 2016. Yeah. <laughs> bit so, late. Yeah, a bit late for it now. Sorry, Donnie Yen, <laughs> you're in John Wick 4. It is. Yes. He is, yeah. And the guy who plays the bass isn't allowed to work for Disney anymore. No, because he, uh, he, he leaked. spoiled the, yeah. the, the Chirrut dies. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Do you? I, I, I mean, I, I don't love someone being unemployed. No, but... no, no. But in hindsight, I find that moment funny. Right. Um, I was going to say bring Chirrut back, but he's, he's, he's dead. He's pretty much dead, yes. Unless you, you know. We can have him in Rogue One Season 2. Easy. Could. Get him on Jeddah. Yeah. Andor season two. Andor, sorry, not Rogue One. Rogue season One two. season two. Rogue One season two. Rogue One two, guys. What the would that even be? <laughs> it would be about the Boffins. Yeah. Stealing the the plans for the second Death Star. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Because Mon Mothma says many Boffins died to bring us this information, and then it's revealed that Palpatine actually let the 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 plans go in some way, in some form. We don't know actually. Because yeah. there is one of the periods that isn't really expanded. Yeah. It's between strangely enough, it's between episodes one and two. We haven't had much. Yeah. Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, and. Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Yeah. We've had it in sort of comics and books and stuff, but not much at, or, or, or any material that's actually based like a show or yeah. something like that. Oh, maybe I'd so. love. Maybe or so. a film. I'd like a Rogue One 2. Rogue 2. Starring the Bothans. Get some Bothans in there. <laughs> Even though I feel like another criticism Andor was, not enough aliens. Do you believe on that? Star Wars is a big galaxy. Not many aliens. I mean, there wasn't. But I mean, there was. There was. Certain, there was no there alien was. characters with lines. Yeah. Apart from my little extras, we'd have a little bit here and there. Yeah. But again, this is. I, I, they did have aliens. Up. There were no aliens in the prison in Narkina Five. Yeah. People justified that as maybe the the Empire has segregated prisons, Probably. which is very Empire. Yeah. Like this is a prison prison for human men, yeah. which it was, which could be true. Yes. Well, I, and I see the um, Empire doing that. It's again. I didn't really know. I kind of noticed it, but I wasn't like, ah, oh, I don't get to see no blue people. Mm. You know, um, I think there was actually a blue person in it. I think there was a Pantoran in it. Yes, um, but it's like, it, it's just what it is. Not again. It's just one of the things. It's, it's not there were, normal. Star there were Wars. characters from the Last Jedi in this. Strangely enough, yeah, was. I watched a video by a guy called Star Wars Explained. Shout out to him. Yeah, who did an episode with 135 Easter eggs from Andor. 
And some of it was characters from Canto Bight, the casino. Canto Bight gets a name drop. Mon Mothman mentions it. But there are characters from the Canto Bight casino in in Andor in the in the same in the parties that Mon Mothma sets with her husband, who is just a just a right bureaucrat. Mon Mothma's husband, who has been mentioned before, she has a daughter as well, is believes that these these imp, these imperial aides like like Ars Dangor and Slymore are fun people. Yeah. But really, they they're increasing tax on Gorman. If there's a lot of mention of the Gorman, um, the people of Gorman, right? The Gorman people. Now they are in fact massacred in uh, what's referred to as sort of the Gorman massacre. It's what drives Mon Mothma to leave the Senate and formally create the Rebel Alliance. We get smatterings of that here, teasings of that here, where she says, "Oh well, they've cut the Gorman shipping lanes," and she makes a speech in the Senate, which no one's interested about because of the Ald- because Aldani happens at the very same time. Yes. It's a it's a lot of nods and, and there's a few Easter eggs and references, but mainly it's sort of the commentary of the series itself. Yeah, we realise that the political system that Mon Mothma knows is falling apart and being ripped apart by these um, by these people who would want nothing but a, want nothing but a dictatorship and a regime which where ignorance is bliss. The thing I'll I'll say about Andor before we kind of get into the closing thoughts and yes. whatever, it's I I think overall it's really good if you're just a fan of Star Wars for pew pew you know lightsaber like it's probably not your thing but it's a bit of mm, bit of fresh gorgeous. air it's a bit different yeah it's it is it is definitely that it is a breath of fresh air it, yeah. for certain people it's a very slow breath of fresh air <laughs> but yeah. it is a breath of fresh air yeah um, again hopefully second series can but didn't that arrest the cruiser look pretty cool <laughs> wasn't that one action ship scene amazing you see because you because you waited 11 episodes yeah. to get there see at least at least you might not get some aliens but you get some cool ships the cool action when the action yeah. does happen let me tell you when the action does happen it's great yes the one way out scene they're all going one way out what and they're running out of the prison they've all got the guns they're shooting all the guards and you feel like you feel like you're in there as well you feel yeah. like you're in the prison break as well. You're just just taking the chance and fighting back yeah. against the Empire. Even Marva says, "Fight the Empire." A big speech because obviously Marva passes away in the yes. series and right at uh, the end, right at the end, and a funeral is held in the finale on Rick's Road where she's turned into a brick and placed on the on the in the in this on, was it on the road or in a building? I can't remember. Uh, I think it was on the road. Yeah, wasn't it? I think so. Where she's placed in the brick of the road. Yeah. Where you and she says she always goes up to that hotel where the Empires are based. The Empire's base, and she makes the big speech from B2 Emo, who is a amazing droid companion. I love him. Yep. Uh, yeah, that that's the cute little toy for all the kids. Yeah. Uh, B2. There's your merch. There's your merch. There's your merch. <laughs> B2 Emo. And B2 has a holographic projector of Marvel's speech, and Marvel says, "Fight the Empire. Yes. Fight back against the against the regime. Fight back against oppression. Yep. You got to oppress the oppressors." In the words of Chris Motionless. Yes. But then that's that's what sparks the. Yep. Again, the spark, the light, the fire, that's what Poe Dameron says. Yes, uh, because as well, obviously, at the start, Cassian has no interest. Just no interest at all. No interest at all in fighting the Empire Doesn't want to be against involved. them. Yeah. He never actually finds his sister either. True. He's looking for his sister from Canary, he never finds her. True. People are saying it could be Dead Ramiro. Yeah. We don't, we don't know who his sister I'm is. I'm assuming it will get at least tied up in a bow in next season of mm. what has happened. Of where everyone is. Hopefully. We know Cyril, res- yeah. Cyril rescues because Dedra arrives on Ferrix for the funeral and she's with death. She's got death troopers. Yeah. She 
um, gets mauled by the mob in the rebel attack. Not really the rebel resistance. The yeah. resistance of uh, Ferrix and all the stormtroopers are, are, are fighting all the people. And Brasser is just knocking headbutting stormtroopers and whacking people with a brick. And that guy, uh, the MVP, that guy in the tower with the hammers. Yes. Who's who's like doing the? Is he like the? He's like the rooster in the morning. Yeah, he's, he's doing the. Yeah, he's banging, banging the, him every day in the morning. It's the cathedral bells. Cathedral bells, yeah. And yeah. he kicks that. He does the. This is Sparta kick. Kicks that stormtrooper as he's coming up the stairs, yeah. off the top of the off the top of the bell tower. That was an amazing moment. Again, whoever thought of that idea is fantastic. Yeah, Luth. Yeah, so we need to see where Luthan gets up to. Obviously, we yeah. know Luthan takes Cassian to wherever. Probably Yavin Four. Maybe the established rebel base at this point. Yeah. Obviously, it's not. Um, a couple of years till the rebel alliance is actually formed, but maybe they do have a base. There is a Masasi group who yep. rely on uh, General um, Dodana from uh, New Hope. Does have a rebel group on Yavin Four at this point. We see where obviously Dead Ramiro goes. Yep. Does it go back to the Empire with Cyril Khan? What happens there with them two? There's a lot of places it. Can a lot go. of places it can go after this. I think the future is bright for Andor, and I really hope their second season is good. It's going to take us two years to get there. Yes, 2024. 2024, we're going to get our second season of Andor, but I'm incredible. I'm, I was very happy with the series. It's it's, it's pretty good. It's, it's Again, it's a breath of fresh air. All good moments, yeah. Probably, again, I can't remember what I gave Book of Prefer or everyone, but it's one of the better Star Wars things that have come out recently. I will give it... Oh, I know that Rogue One got a 10. It did, yes. I'm going to give it an 8.5. I'm in agreement. I will, I'm, I'm right, okay, if you're getting it, I will chop mine up to a 9. Okay. Because I, I think I think I gave Obi-Wan, uh, or Book of Boba Fett, like a 7.5, mm. 8 tops, and this is better for that for me. Yeah. But it's not, it's not perfect. If you give it an 8.5, I will happily give it a 9. It's not perfect, and it's not near perfect either right. if it can condense the second series and get the pacing a bit better mm-hmm. then this could be a 9 or a 9.5 but okay. first se- it's still good for, for a first, first season. season of a show you yeah. c- of course and, we gave and it hits you with some bombs <laughs> I gave Reese Power 7.5 you gave it a 7 yeah so. yeah fair enough <laughs> well, I'll give Andor a 9 you'll give it an 8.5 as for a weekly rep yeah Corey what do you have in store for us so um, I had an idea Okay. Now, I'm going to be honest with the audience here. So, when it comes to Weekly Rex, uh, especially as Star Wars, because we've covered Star Wars like 20 times now. Yes. Um, very popular topic for the real It show. is. We have a whole month dedicated to it. We do. Um, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm just plucking like any mm-hmm. related Rex that I can find. Um, mm-hmm. So, I had an idea. Uh, I was going to recommend something. Now, you mentioned uh, earlier today about the uh, Andor 1975 opening yeah yeah shout out to this uh, shall, shall i just plug this video this yeah, isn't a weekly it. wreck by the way no it's not but the oral noughts youtube channel who does nice dubbing and like fan videos and yes. whatnot posted a video called andor 1975 intro edition where they basically give andor like a 70s yes. sci-fi tv show vibe yes. intro with footage and whatnot and the cast yeah. members it's really fun it's a good video it's only about a minute long watch it now you mentioned that uh, there was a, f- a, a random video that i saw online it's only like a minute long um which is the Doctor Who intro, but with uh, Black Sabbath's Children of the Grave in the background. Because okay. Children of the Grave weirdly sounds like the Doctor Who theme, but only if you play it on the like the intro. 
Right. If you think of it on its own, it does not. If you play it with the intro, it sounds like Doctor and Who. And of course, Black Sabbath, for, for radio listeners, was... was we played it at, played the, start. It at the start. And we this also will go found out, out it's this, this episode will air, the end yes, episode will. will air, on Ozzy Osbourne's birthday. Correct. 74 years old. Yes. Happy birthday, Ozzy. Yes. Big Miss fans here at The Real Show. We are indeed. Um, so... What do you give this video? Who's, whose channel is this? Can you find this? Let me this? find it. All right, you probably should have had it up before now, but... It's fine, it only took me two seconds. Uh, Doctor Well, Who Corey's looking this up. Intro. I'm just going to say, I'm a big fan of Ozzy Osbourne. Children. Love him. Sister lived in Birmingham for a while. Ozzy Osbourne's a Birmingham man. He is. He turned up at the Birmingham Olympics. Big fan of, big fan of uh, Mr. Osbourne. Not so much a Sharon, but Ozzy's pretty cool. What's, what's wrong with Sharon? I'm just, I'm, I don't know, just don't I get bad vibes. Where is it? I just like Ozzy. Ozzy's a really wholesome man. And despite the fact he's done so much stuff in his life, he's still kicking about today is a miracle. More power to him. It is one of those cases where it's like, how? How? So, yeah, how does he do it? How? Where is it? Well, he I'm... just lives rock and roll all his life. I will find this. I will as find him. As, And- as far as Andor goes... Yes. Uh, I was very happy with the series. I, can I just gush about something for one second? Yeah, go for it. The, that scene where Luthen's Fondor Hallcraft is, let me know when you found it, by the way. Yes. That scene where Luthen's Fondor Hallcraft is fighting the Arrested Cruiser is absolutely amazing. I love the model for that Arrested Cruiser. It looked great. It was used in Solo as well, probably. But they've kind of shortened the back of it. It has the great bridge tower, has those satellite dishes that are used for big tractor beams. It was actually originally Colin Cantwell's original design for a Star Destroyer. Yep. And it was uh, the Star Destroyers would dispense TIE fires out the side like you like you see. I've got it. I love that. Oh, you found it? Okay. Yes. Uh, it's literally just type in Doctor Who intro Black Sabbath. Okay. And it will be one Which of... Which channel is it from? Can you sort them out? Uh, John Smith. John Smith. Seven. Seven. Yeah. Oh, it's Doctor Who reference, surely. And... Yes, because that's, that's the name he uses. Yeah, indeed. That's his human name. John Smith Seven. John Smith Seven. What's the video called? People can find it. Uh, Black Doctor Who intro Black Sabbath, specifically and it's Children of a Grave. What are you gonna What are you gonna rate it? Oh God, <laughs> um, what number do I give it? <laughs> um, I'm gonna rate it here. John Smith Seven's gonna be very unhappy if you give him a bad real rating. Seven for John seven. Smith Seven. Okay, seven for John Smith Seven. We hope you enjoyed <laughs> our uh, review of Star Wars and or a lot of good takes in this episode. I'm yes. very happy. It's, it, you happy? Yeah. Having a good time? I think it was a solid episode. Yeah, very good. So from, we hope you enjoyed our review of Andor, and we'll catch you next time. It's a goodbye from me, goodbye, and a goodbye from Corey. May the force be with you and Corey. Goodbye.